Chut, chut, and welcome to Tuscan Radio. My name is Drew Gretsch. And I'm Mike Badrow. Pleasure to be here. Uh, yeah. And today we are talking about... I'm going to do the joke again. We are talking about The Mandalorian, Season 3, Episode 1. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. This is Book of Boba Fett, Season 1, Episode 5. But you all knew that. Return of the Mandalorian. Yeah, it's in the title of the episode. Return of the Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, so... Today's show, you guys know how this goes. The first part of the show, we got the boss's feedback. <laughs> the boss sent in so, so much feedback. Thank you so much. We love hearing your Twitter voice. Thank yes, you so yes. much. It means a lot. Um, and then we got some news, but the news might be covered in here in the, in the feedback. I don't think there's all that much news. I mean, there's nothing I've been actually like scouring. Oh, no, no, there is news. The, the, really, the only news is that Bryce Dallas Howard is directing an episode of Mandalorian season three. Oh yeah. It's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Cause all three of her episodes have been phenomenal and we'll talk mu- much more about her d- directing ability. Yeah, so that's going to be, we're going to talk about all that more in the episode. Uh, but let's just start off with the boss's feedback. Uh, this is tweeting at myself at Tuscan radio, Pod, which by the way, guys, that is the best way to send in, in uh, feedback to the podcast is to DM us on Twitter at Tuscan radio pod. But this is to both me to my account, the, the Tuscan Radio account, and then also the um, uh, another Marvel podcast account, podcast I also run, which we're going to be covering the, the Defenders this weekend, unfortunately. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, the unfortunately. I don't like that one all that much. I don't I like mean, Defenders all that much. I really just don't like Iron Fist at all. Yeah. Like, Luke Cage was great. And... I, I, I love the first half of Luke Cage season one, which we've talked about. All right. Anyway, we, we have a lot to get to today, so not a ton of time for tangents. Uh, what rating is Daredevil on Netflix? To be honest, I wanted Hawkeye and Falcon to go that route. I'll t- I'll cover this on in the on in the Marvel podcast. Are you going from, t- are you going from bottom to top? Or? Yeah, I'm going from bottom to top. All right, because um, that's the order in which they're written. Um, unlike the MCU, who have a great track record, I'm always apprehensive with new Star Wars content, partly due to the fu of the sequel trilogy. By the way, which Star Wars games do you recommend? Not I, not I, yeah. I'll, I'll cover first but first. Not for interconnectivity, but for pure gameplay. Um. Uh, okay, here's the thing about... I'll, I'll, I'll do the first part first. I, too, am very apprehensive when it comes to new Star Wars things. I was... I mean, and especially with, with this show, Book of Fett, because it's having... Um, you know, it, it's the same team from Mandalorian. It, it is the same team from Mandalorian. So on paper, every episode is fantastic. I think... Only one episode's been fantastic. I think two of them were good. I think two of them were bad. So I, I'm really just going into every piece of Star Wars now apprehensively. Even Kenobi, I'm going to that apprehensively. My, I don't really, from my perspective, I'm not going to look at it apprehensively. I'm going to look at it as what options does it open up later. Or cautiously optimistic is what I should say. Yes. I don't think you should always look at... I think if you look at Star Wars, if you go into something new and you think it's going to be bad, you're already going to look for, like, all the bad things. And that's the problem with, like, every piece of media nowadays, because you aren't going to... If you... Star Wars fails when you look at it like a critic from, like, Rotten Tomatoes or something, and you don't look at it from a fan's perspective, look at it for, like, all the joyful things in the shows, and you'll enjoy mm-hmm. it more. And that is something, like, I always try and do in this podcast, is, like, I will... There have only been, like... The only time I think I've been really, really... No, there have been two times I've been really negative about Star Wars. And that was when we talked about episode 13 of The Bad Batch. Which one was that one? 
that was the one where they were were with Sid the whole time. Remember that one? Oh, and like and the, they went like to, to the underground caves and the I episode. That was a neat episode. It, it was just too much for me with. The, it was a filler episode, but yeah, it was. It was, but it, it wasn't good filler. Like there's like this this episode of Boba Fett was great filler. Okay, I don't even call it filler. You don't call it, that episode it, filler. It's a diversion from the plot in every way. It, it, this is a uh, filler. Uh, yeah, this okay. is, by definition, a filler episode. But it, it's a great filler, filler, filler episode. You're over that. It's okay. a great filler episode. But that was a bad one. The other time I've been negative about Star Wars is episode three of Book of Boba Fett. That was... A, a go, go, power. Yeah, no. Nah, we'll talk more about the directing quality of... Star Wars on TV and why I'm so why I'm so apprehensive for the finale. You know, you talk you ask when I'm apprehensive for Star Wars going into this finale because Filoni's directing six. You know it's gonna be great. You know it's gonna be great. It's Filoni directing it's Filoni and Favreau writing. Seven is gonna be directed by Robert Rodriguez, who did like he, most of the Mandalorian. No, he directed Chapter Fourteen of Mandalorian where Boba Fett came back. That was a great episode. Amazing. We've not seen anything like that in the show. We've seen nothing like that in the show. Well, my problem with Book of Boba Fett right now is we just haven't gotten that much action uh, with Boba Fett himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know it's like, because like we saw like the long take of him versus the Stormtroopers. Oh my god, that was wonderful. It was oh. wonderful. We haven't gotten anything like that in Boba Fett yet. We've gotten him versus like the guards, but even then that was just him being like punched around and then just shot a missile. Yeah. If that's not, like, a fair representation, but that's how I saw it and how I looked at it for a while, which says something about that scene. Absolutely. And then him, like... Uh, and then, like, that train scene where he raids the Pike's train. That, that was great. That, that was, was amazing. That was one of the best scenes of Booker Bowl with it by far. Um, but the Power Rangers speed of pursuit, I could have ran faster and gotten caught up. <laughs> yeah. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. All right, so Star Wars games, uh, Michael. So Star Wars games. I have been a. I'll be your handler on this one. Yeah, you're the whole guy with the the games and the the comics and stuff. So what and, we, and I I play the games. I play the games. It's just I'm nowhere near as versed as Michael is. So I'll let him. So Star Wars games from a perspective of pure enjoyment and not interconnectivity. Uh, you're gonna get. Battlefront 1 from 2014, 2015, and then Star Wars Battlefront 2 from 2017, 2016, somewhere around there. Those two are your mainstream, you want to be a soldier, you want to be a Jedi, you want to be whoever. That's your, I'm facing off against the hordes of uh, hundreds of battle droids, stormtroopers, clone troopers, rebel soldiers, and you get to have fun and co-op games. They don't have custom games at all, they and they won't update that anytime soon because they've cut all development for the games. But if uh, they have a steady player base right now of 30,000, so you're not waiting uh, too much for any game at all. You're probably waiting maybe like a minute for a large big team battle game and then Galactic Assault. And then their uh, aerial, I'm a very big pilot. My gamer tag for most games is Pilot Blitz because I love ships and Battlefront 2 and Battlefront 1 got me in the swing of that. So Battlefront 2, every ship is amazing. It sounds amazing and you have a great time flying. I've never had a bad time flying unless I was absolutely getting like crapped on. So those two, I am, those are my highly recommended ones. And Battlefront 2 was free 
uh, last June or last May. Yeah. Uh, on Epic Game Store, and now it rains about five dollars. So if you got about five to ten dollars to spend, go nuts. Oh yeah. And oh, and the lightsaber action is amazing because you can duel and parry. It's not like you choose like what move to do. You just use your abilities, you use the force. It's great, and the campaign's not horrible for Battlefront Two. It's not the best. It, it, it's way too short. Way, it's too, way short. too short. And so, but it, like that has some connectivity to. Um, Force Awakens in the comics, so that's not bad. And then, uh, Lego Star Wars. That's a Star Wars game. Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens, Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga, and Lego Star Wars The Clone Wars, and the up-and-coming April 5th Skywalker Saga, which I'm so I'm excited. so excited for that game. Same it's here. Great. It's, it's been developing for so long, you know it's going to be fantastic. Uh, I would just be wary of the load times for that, because it's so big. And you oh my god, absolutely, this is going to be hard. I'm going to be playing it on my PC, so I'm not that worried about it, but even like some of the older Xbox models, a uh, yeah. little bit of caution there. Make sure your Xbox has been like treated nicely, and you like pray a little bit to it. Um, but those just games... A cookie. Just put a cookie in the slot. So <laughs> rewarding, <nicely>. so... Yeah. <laughs> the Xbox... That's a great joke. Um, but for those games, what you really want to do, it's the rewardness of it. It's the carefree, free-for-all, look around for the gold bricks, the red bricks, have a great... And the stories are great, too. For the Clone Wars, it plays you in a different perspective of some of the episodes, has some great mechanical features of, like, some large-scale build wars where you can, like, build cannons and, like, ships and, like, clone troopers against, like, the whole droid army on the other side. You have to, like... It's like a conquest thing. And then... Complete Saga is your more story told. This is like every episode of um, Star Wars, of the prequels and the, the original series. Uh, and then The Force Awakens is uh, just just The Force Awakens. They've not done any Lego for The Last Jedi, Solo, Rogue One, or... Uh, I think there was one more. What was that called? I don't think it exists. So there's one more Lego Star Wars game, which is the original Lego Star Wars game from... That was Revenge of the Sith. That was Lego Star Wars 2. Mm. But that was just Revenge of the Sith. I have not had the pleasure of playing that one, but I i don't think I need to since like I've, it was apparently incorporated into the complete saga later on. Yeah, that's what I've heard. And then one more, or two more games that I have and then I'll move on here with your Fallen Order. Oh, yes. If you want probably the best single-player game in storytelling-wise, or one of the best, single player games for storytelling wise in the past 10 years Fallen Order is where it's at it incorporates a beautiful story of Cal Cassidus in uh, betrayal, trust, love uh, hatred and just everything about the Jedi that you wanted to see in a show the mysticism of it is amazing from going to Dathomir from the ships, the wildlife it's amazing um what I love most about it is the lightsaber action. You oh think, my god. There is no better feeling than Force pushing a Stormtrooper off a cliff. It's amazing. It's so much fun. And playing on uh, Master Difficulty or Grandmaster Difficulty, and you finishing that game is beautiful. That is my one of my greatest accomplishments in video gaming. Um, absolutely love that. So you want Fallen Order. I think it... It's not dipped down in price that much, but I think it's anywhere from twenty to forty dollars. But the, that that price tag is well worth it. I mean, it's so worth it. And it, it is an 
It's a, a masterpiece of... Find $20 on the street, put that in like a debit card, and go get Fall Order. Yes. And then... Uh, that Fall Order 2 this year also. Yes. So it's, I think sometime in November, December. No, yeah. So play Fall Order 1, beat that on Grandmaster, tell me, and I'll give you a virtual cookie. We will give you a Baby Yoda NFT. <laughs> no, I'm not that rich. What, what is an NFT? I, I have no idea what an NFT is, if I'm being completely honest. All I, right. I'm too lazy to look it up. Oh, I own these pair of sunglasses, right? Yeah. Can't take a screenshot of these sunglasses. Are you and being serious that that's what an NFT is? It's you, so it's a little... I'm not... 30 seconds. Rich people really wanted a thing to own, and they were so bored. It's like Pokemon cards. Oh my god. You own this Pokemon card, you sell this Pokemon card for money. Uh, someone out there is going to rat on me for this. I don't have a full range of it, but just NFTs, you have better things to spend your money on. Agreed. People, people have gotten really stinking rich from it. People have lost a lot of money from it. So just don't. Unless you have a couple million hundred dollars to... Or a couple million to lose. Just don't. And then... Final game, I'll throw away Star Wars Squadrons. Um, That's... Okay, here's the one Squadrons I was. Much as I... I, I, I like Squadrons. Yes. Squadrons is a game for a very specific type of Star Wars fan. You are that fan... I am not. Yes, I was going to get into that. Squadrons is not... It's only air battles. Or space battles, as I should say. And they do a great job of it. You have dogfights, which is just 5v5. Um, squadron fights, first to 25 or 30 kills. And you win the game on your team. It's only New Republic versus Empire. Since this is set after Return of the Jedi. And before the sequel trilogy... Um, it's that same kind of Battlefront 2, yes? Uh, Battlefront 2's campaign is, yeah. yes. And then it goes after Force Awakens for the Kylo right. Ren yes. uh, DLC. And, uh, oh, for Force uh back to Battlefront 2, just real quick. The campaign has a DLC. You don't have to pay for it yeah. at all. Basically, once you buy the game, you have everything in the game. Yeah, they got, got rid of the whole uh, pay-to-win feature. Yeah, and that was detrimental on its launch. It would have... People would still be playing it now like they still play Fortnite now if they didn't have pay to win at the start. I That's like a bet I have. A- absolutely. I completely agree. But, uh, ba- Battlefront 2 now is great. Yes. It is a, a quintessential Star Wars game. Yes. It is probably the best Star Wars game we've gotten in like 20 years at its state of this right now. Fallen Order. Yeah, but like... Fallen Co- uh, KOTOR. Co- yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. KOTOR is like a third-person shooter, though. That's true. That's an MMO or PG. Yeah. This is a first-person shooter. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 is like the best like first-person shooter Star Wars we've got game in a while. I think that... Yes, yes. But back to Squadrons. Squadrons it has a campaign about a ship. You get to see Harry. You get to see Wedge Antilles. And you're like, oh, great. And you get, the mechanics of the ship are beautiful. Like, every ship you fly, you fly the A-wing, you fly the B-wing, you fly the Y-wing, you fly the U-wing, and you fly the X-wing all on the Republic side. You know you cannot do the thing with the X-wing wings where they go up and down. You cannot get S-foils into attack position, which is, like, the biggest detriment of the game. Akshada. And then, for the Empire, Empire side, you get a TIE Fighter, TIE Interceptor, uh... What was The Reaper? The which, Reaper, I, I think... No, it's the... What was the one from, uh... That's TIE Reaper. TIE Reaper from, uh... It was, like, the tr- transport from Rogue One, right? Yeah, it's okay. the TIE, TIE Reaper, and then you get the Bomber, and then you get the TIE Defender. Oh, the, the, the Defender's so cool. Yes. 
the horrible thing about this game right now is that the player base is so small. It's so small. I, I, I've got to be honest. I've not been on squadrons in over a year. I went on it two months ago, and the, the player base right now is like a person who got the game for free or is like a gift, mm-hmm. and it's like level 5 or level 15. Mm-hmm. And like, they'll, like those people you want to play against, but then you have like the level 500 dudes. I think I'm level 300 in the game right now. Because I played for like three months after it came out and just grinded. Mm-hmm. But after that, um, no, I just dropped the game. There's nothing for me in that game anymore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Oh, and for, if you just like want a video game to play, you're not like you look for a Star Wars game, get Titanfall 2. Um, and then get the North Star client for Titanfall 2. Because Titanfall 2's base server right now has been DDoS to hell right now, and you cannot play on Titanfall 2's base server. So, if you, like, ask Tuscan Radio Pod, hey, how do I actually play Titanfall 2? Um, I will give you the link to the Reddit post to the North Star client. I know this sounds complicated, but Titanfall 2 is my most influential game of my childhood. Play it. I want a Titanfall 3. Hashtag make Titanfall 3. I know this is a Star- not a Star Wars book. I'm very sorry, Drew. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. But, yeah, that's it for the Star Wars game. And just um, look out for the Skywalker Saga. Really hope they do a good job on it. I know it will be good. Uh, just uh, yeah. those are the Star Wars games I have. All right, so we got a lot more feedback to get to. So there is your answer. Oh, it's, it's totally fine. Totally fine. We have uh, about like two more hours we can record. Uh, two yeah. and a half. Um, I'm a bit scared about Kenobi too. I want it to be great, but the sequel scarred me so badly. I hope for the best, but partly ready for it to be crap. What I would say is if if you. If you want the best sense of what you'll think of Kenobi, watch two episodes of The Mandalorian. Watch chapter three, The Sin, and chapter seven, The Reckoning. Rewatch those, and if you like those, you're gonna you're, there's a better chance of you liking Kenobi because those episodes were directed by Deborah Chow. She's directing all six episodes of Kenobi, which is insane. It's insane. So if you like though those episodes, there's a very strong chance that you're gonna like Kenobi. The thing I'm more... I'm sorry, Oh, no, I'm, I'm done. Go ahead. Oh, okay. The thing I'm most scared for in Kenobi is that it's going to be slow. So, there was a comic series about Kenobi uh, a little while back. It wasn't... Was it an exclusive Kenobi series? Uh, in the Star Wars run from 2016, they had Kenobi... Oh, yeah, there's like a single issue, I think. There's like three. Okay. It was Kenobi protecting Luke and like giving him ships for his Skyhopper and then getting... And then killing a bunch of bounty hunters... Um, and like knowing that his job was to protect Luke, which is what the Kenobi series is probably going to be of, uh, Jabba's treachery because Jabba is still alive during the Kenobi series and still very much in rule and a very not helpful ruler on Tatooine. It's going to be something with him and Darth Vader, which is probably going to be the highlight of the series. It's my call out now. Yeah. Um, but it. First two episodes, do not expect him to go headfirst into Stormtrooper action. Do not expect a giant lightsaber fight in the first two episodes. Because if you do, you will be immediately disappointed. Uh, yeah, I, I think, I mean, especially... I mean, I, I think that the Star Wars fan base and the MCU fan base is very similar. Um, what I'd really say is, like, I think shows like WandaVision have really, like... We know what it's going to be now, where it's, like, that WandaVision... Um, sitcom aspect lasted for like seven episodes so like and and, and i remember someone like right like saying well i think that they should have dropped the whole sitcom thing 
10 minutes into the first episode. No, because... Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that, that's just... I, I, they'd be so rushed. They'd be it so was, rushed. And it's... They only needed two episodes of the sitcom. I'm so tired of the sitcom. I didn't need four episodes of that sitcom BS. I disagree. But I, there were only really like three flops of the sitcom and then I got into the plot. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Um, may it's, I add one more thing? Sure. Thank you. Sorry. Um, the thing about Kenobi too, it's going to be a depressing story because it's, it's going to be like Logan. It's Kenobi like Logan. just lost his entire family, his Jedi family. Everything he knew is gone and he has one sole mission now. Listen to Sam Witwer's explanation of him versus Darth Vader or Darth Maul and Rebels. Beautiful storytelling by Sam Witwer. Shout out Sam Witwer. We love, love you here. I, I love Sam Witwer. Who doesn't? If you're a Star Wars fan. Kenobi! That's, he puts so much effort into everything he does. Yeah. Oh, and do you know that D. Bradley Baker voices Eagly? I do know that. That's amazing. It's amazing! Love D. Bradley Baker. I would love to meet him one oh, day. He also uh, voiced uh, the rat in the Suicide Squad. Really? Yeah, he voiced <laughs> the rat in Suicide Squad and Eagly in Peacemaker. He also voiced uh, Waddles in Gravity Falls. Okay. And Perry the Platypus and Phineas <gasps> He did do Perry the Platypus. Which is amazing. So good. And, a- and Appa in um, Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. He does all the animals. But any- Kenobi's going to be so depressing from the start because you're going to see just you and McGregor just shattered emotionally um, as Kenobi. And he's going to do such a great job of portraying that uh, that you're going to be like, wow, this is not the Jedi we once knew. Kenobi is now soul and just shattered and doesn't know what to do with his life besides protect Luke. It's just, ma- that's what it's going to be. So you don't, you're not, this isn't going to be like the Mandalorian where, uh, or Book of Ophit where like, you know that these people are doing like well right now and like have a bunch of resources to work off. Kenobi has nothing. Boba has no resources. He has two guards and the Moss Espa Vespas. Also a bunch of millions of dollars in gold. And well now he's got uh, the true Mandalore with him also. Yes. With Din Djarin. Also good. Alright, so the boss continues saying, as I said in one of my earlier feedbacks, there is no joined up thinking within Star Wars executives. They just announced staff. They just announced stuff because the idea sounds good. Then, then nothing and then cancel. Compare that to MCU. I completely agree. We'll see what happens in, in the future. Uh, I don't need the Star Wars story to go back so far, but enough for the Skywalker saga to not even be in their thoughts. I just want the new heroes and villains. Yes, and Jedi have the dark side, etc. Mandalorian got me back into Star Wars. Clone Wars made me fall in, in love with it again. I love that. Yes. I, really? for me, it was the other way around. It was Clone Wars that got me into Star Wars when I was like six years old. And then Mandalorian is what made me fall in love with it again. It, it really did. I mean, Man, like, I started this whole podcast out of anticipation for The Mandalorian. And even at that point, I was just, I was cautiously optimistic, you know? So, yeah, uh, just, we, we, we've talked about all this stuff with the Skywalker saga. I don't, yeah. Okay. Um, either Kathleen Kennedy needs more help or she should be humble and pass on the complete creative control to John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Honest, honestly, it's absolutely pissing me off. Every director wants to be the star, whereas Dave Filoni and John Favreau allow Star Wars to be the star. I'm angry and annoyed now. Um, I, I, I've said this b- before. Kathleen Kennedy's a wonderful 
producer. Yes. Look at the movies she's produced. But the the analogy I always say is like you don't have Michael Jordan to run the NBA. Yeah. They, everyone has like their certain issues and what they can do. And we the blaming Kathleen Kennedy for everything that goes on is just wrong. Kevin Feige is an anomaly. He is an anomaly. He is both a wonderful head of the studio and a wonderful producer. What he does You is, will never find another person like Kevin Feige. And Kathleen Kennedy is not Kevin Feige. So you must separate yourself from the notion that those two will always be um, will always be in a competition for each other because they won't. And they run two different universes and what they can do in those universes completely different. Yeah. Um, Alright. Ooh, I always mention here along with Rebel Force Radio and uh, Resistance Broadcast, two podcasts I love. Uh, tell me, what is Star Wars? This right here of, of, of The Office when Michael Scott starts his presentation with what is a business? <laughs> um, people keep on complaining that this ain't Star Wars or that ain't Star Wars. So do you guys, what makes Star Wars Star Wars? You know what? We're going to come back to this because this, it's gonna take this is going to take like an hour to talk about. So I'm going to bookmark this feedback. We're going to come back to it. Um, <laughs> I don't have the problems with the mod bike designs. It was the bright colors, same design, same color, but hugely toned down. And would have looked better and pissed people off less. <sighs> Again, the same thing. I'm not the type of person to say, I don't like this. It doesn't feel like Star Wars. Star Wars must always be allowed to grow and evolve and change. But, but when you have something that you would never in a million years ever think would exist in the Star Wars universe, that's where we have the problem. It's just... It, I mean, it makes for a great Lego set, so... Yeah. There's that, but like other than that, there's nothing I don't the action scenes with them was very laughable. 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 Um there's no use to them. And if you ever wanted a high speed chase with those guys, I'd say keep on driven. Uh yeah, as um as John Campy says, Moss Hespa Vespas. Alright, let's keep uh going here. Alright. Uh, the excitement in Drew's voice, yep, list. Oh, so this is regarding our episode five reaction podcast. Uh, the excitement in Drew's voice, yep, listening to the re- reaction pod before I-, I watched the show this evening. Man, I believe Bryce Ellis Howard has done a phenomenal job on this episode. Why hasn't she gotten her own TV show or movie? It's a fair question. That is a, a very fair question because she is done. A, a great job directing both her, her episodes of, of Mandalorian. She directed Chapter 4 Sanctuary, uh, where we really did first get to see an internal conflict and struggle within Din Djarin. And then she directed Chapter 11, The Heiress, which reintroduced us to Bo-Katan Kreese. Yes. And she's directed the best episode of Book of Fett. Um... She is, I, I think, does, like, I mean, we know that Deborah Chow went on to do Kenobi, right? Right. Um, Robert Rodriguez, for better or worse, after doing The Mandalorian, he did the, he's doing The Book of Boba Fett. I mean, I don't think that he's a great director uh, on Which these one, episodes. I, I mean, he did Spy Kids. 
That's not a great cinema. And the, the, the I'm kidding. I'm chapter kidding. that that episode of Mandalorian was was phenomenal, but he was he did great directing that in that episode. But it, the directing in his episodes has been poor. It's been really poor. Compared to what it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like again, you said you could jog to catch up on that speeder chase. Yeah, I think it's also because with Mandalorian, he had a lot of action to work with. But with Book of Boba Fett, they have to create a lot of, like, scenes to actually get up to the big battle. That's true. And so I think he's, I think he's having to cope with that, and that's reflecting more on the story writing than his directing. Yeah, and that's the thing is, I wonder, really, if, if the Mandalorian, I wonder, truly, and this is something that I've discovered as I've written scripts, is you write a story... And you watch a character being Din Djarin evolve through that story. And then you do a spin-off then. With Boba Fett then. Okay? Yes. And the characters between Boba Fett and Din Djarin are so similar. That you forget that there's different character development there. Because I would honestly say that like Boba Fett does not act like Boba Fett in this show whatsoever. But what do we know that Boba Fett acts like? He's just not smart in this show. He's just not all that smart here. I mean, the comics, he was very smart. I, I'm just... I'm even talking about the level of intelligence of, that we see him with in Empire Strikes Back. Where he knows to track down... Where he knows that the Falcon's going to fly off Cause that's the garbage. Like, I think that's also his area of expertise. He's never been a crime lord before. Yeah, but his intelligence remains the same. Yes, but that chasing around the little droid in the kitchen. I could name picking up, me up. I am Boba Fett. I could name up everything about volleyball. I couldn't name up everything about football. It's just not my area. I, I, I'm smart in both. I'm still smart. Just you're not the smartest person in the room about all subjects. But then you know you get to when uh, in chapter three with the with with the Vespa game, okay, and then you have the when they get to the mayor's palace, when they get there. He says, um, uh, he, he doesn't have Fennec Shan go wait around the back entrance. He doesn't have Fennec go wait there. Sure. They both walk through the front door with their entire entourage, you know? Yes. It, it's just not as smart, but the, the dialogue here, and hell, um, Tim Morrison said this this week, is... When Favreau was away working, like, when he was in the writer's room for season three and he wasn't on set of Boba Fett, and when he and Filoni were looking over Kenobi for those, like, three days or so, they, um, he, he really tried to, like, dial back a lot of the dialogue. And Favreau was like, no, keep all the dialogue in there. Because I don't, this is why I don't think about a Boba Fett show works. I don't think a show about Boba Fett works. Because this, as soon as you, like, shine a light on the character, he becomes less interesting. Yes, there was a bunch of mystery about him, and that was what was appealing to most people. Mando's different, because Mando didn't have that, you know, 40 years of build-up. Yes, and there wasn't even 40 years of build-up that Boba Fett had. It was, I wanted to see what this guy could do more, instead of getting knocked into a starter pit by a blind guy. Yeah, so, I mean... A lot of it is definitely fan expectation. Yes. Which I, I think is 
to the detriment of almost everything for Star Wars. It was fan expectation, but still. Still. Um, but yes, I absolutely do think that Bryce Ellis Howard should direct more of a, a Star Wars season. A, a, a season of a show or a movie. Alright. Um, Alright, now the boss has seen the episode. No, didn't want the episode to end. What an episode. If Bryce Ellis Howard does not get her own series or movie, it will be criminal. This was this was Star Wars. Had me glued to the screen. Can't wait for the pods. I can feel the excitement. I agree 100%. Yes. Uh, the setup for Mando Season 3 just started. We're getting Mandalore and the battle for Mandalore. Bo-Katan's own series now makes sense. L- live action Clone Wars, baby. Drew, I called this last week. Man, I'm so wasn't You did. You did call this last week. Um, what did he call? He said that he wanted to see certain arcs from Clone Wars play out in live action. What was the arc? He's... I, I think he specified see the Siege of Mandalore, but others were implied. My response was, why? Why would you spend that money to recreate something in live action that we've already seen done beautifully to the point where it's almost live action? Oh, the... Like, why Why wouldn't you spend that budget on telling a new story? Night of a Thousand Years? Yeah, like, uh, that scene, we're, uh, that scene was masterful. Yes. That scene is masterful. The amount of bombers they had up there was amazing. We, we got to see a new side of K2SO. I never thought that we'd get to see. Oh, yeah. They were searching the rubble. That was a nice little touch to see. And speaking of droids, you saw Kyle Kester's B1 droid. B1, yeah. Owen, my, my brother, when we were watching the episode, Fallen Order is his favorite Star Wars story, hands down. When he saw that, he was so excited. He was so excited when he saw that little moment with BD-1. Or a BD droid, he wasn't necessarily BD-1. But yeah, uh, we will talk much more about the um, the Mando Season 3 setup uh, as we continue in the show. I think this is it for the boss. Alright. Uh, yes. wow. Yeah, we're on, we got two more. Um, the Creed, non-Creed of the, of the Mandalorians is definitely a parallel of religious dogmatism and liberal interpretations of religious scripture. I'm all in for that story going through all the pods today. Okay. I, I agree. I, I agree. There are... And there are... I, I'm just going to go on this t- t- very, very briefly because... I, I'm not going to say anything. All I'm going to say is that within the realm of Catholicism and Christianity, you have, like, Catholicism, you have the Protestants, you have the... um the evangelists like there are different types of christian it's just slight variations if we're being completely honest there are very slight variations between those three i thought pescatarian was religion pescatarian is you only eat fish yes i thought that was religion (laughs) religion yeah every row is pescatarian and she's like yeah i don't believe in any religion i'm like aren't you pescatarian he's like that's me who is this? Avery. Avery so <laughs> Avery's pescatarian. She only eats fish. Huh. Didn't, I thought, didn't she eat the tacos that Yvonne made? No. She didn't? No. Huh. Okay. Um, alright. Uh. Are they fish tacos? Final, no. Fi- final one from the boss. Now that a brief synopsis of Mandalore has been told, can't wait for Bo-Katan's detailed story. The dovetailing, be- the dovetailing of stories between different shows is great. 
100%. It has to be just absolutely painful for... We have, like, Bo-Katan, we didn't see how broken she was because, like, she, like, blames herself for the Siege of Mandalore. Or, uh, the Night of a Thousand Tears. That, the curse, like, she is not, like, you wouldn't think she's the most superstitious person, but when, like, your whole homeworld is just ravaged by, like, the curse of a... No, the... I'd love to see a Bo-Katan show now. Oh my god, I'd love to see a Bo-Katan show now. How great. I want, no, I just want to see, like, um, like, her Mandalorian, like, the Night Owl. The, the Night Owls? What, a show called, like, Bo-Katan and the Night Owls, where, like, maybe you, uh, here's the thing, is, like, I would want it to be at least two seasons, because I, I, I don't like the whole jumping around in time, like, Book of Boba Fett. I don't like that. Yes. But what I'd really like to see is, I mean, if it can be done well, and look, you know what? I'm, I'm going to take that back. It all depends on the director. I think Bryce Dallas Howard can do that. And I think that Bryce, that, that is the show that Bryce Dallas Howard would do as a Bo-Katan series. So, yeah, I, I think that is very likely. Very, very likely now. Um, all right. Let's get actually now into the, the news. Uh, there's no news. Oh, there's no news? There's no news. All right. Really? Oh, I mean, the only news is it doesn't really affect me because it's regarding um, uh, Star Wars Eclipse. Uh, sure. Yeah. So, but I mean, for those of you who are uh, going to play the game, unless something changes in the next two or three years, um, uh, it's going to be a lot like... All right, so it's action adventure based on interactive storytelling. It's going to be open world. And this is why I'm so sad about this game. Is because this is exactly the type of story game I, I, I want. Yep. Where it's choose your own adventure. You haven't gotten something like that since KOTOR. So... I mean, you get the KOTOR like, remake. So. That, that, yeah, that comes soon. And I... We, so we know that's going to be first on PS5 and PC, but that's totally going to come to Xbox of eventually. Um, so, yeah. All right. We're going to take a, a little break now, but before we get into uh, talking Book of Boba Fett. So, it's not going to be any time for you guys, but yeah, so we'll be right back. All right, guys, we are back. No, that didn't seem like any time for you, but it was like 10 minutes for us. All right. So now we, let's just get right into it. All right. Uh, so starting off, I got so many notes on the onset, so guys. I got like 58 notes. Yeah, and anything you don't cover, Woo! I have like a little yeah. bit myself. You have some. All right, you know what? Let's go through yours first. Let's go through yours first because I definitely have the same stuff you have. Y'all definitely. So first off, we the episode itself, Drew called it. You saw The Mandalorian. I thought they weren't going to do it because the Mandalorian was going to take away from Book of Boba Fett, and which it absolutely did. It was amazing. It was a great episode. And I don't want to count it as part of the season because it's not Book of Boba Fett. It's Return of the Mandalorian. That's season three, episode one. It feels so out of place yet so right to watch because it just mm -hmm. brought so much joy. You know, this is something I was talking to... I, I was... I talked to Yvonne about this, I think, on Wednesday. I'm like... 
this was a great episode. But the book of Boba Fett is six episodes now. Yes. It is six episodes. We'll see next Wednesday on uh, February 9th. We will see if this was a worthy diversion or if we needed that extra hour. If we needed that extra episode to get the story to where it should be. I think this episode on its own was great. This was a great episode on its own. This would rank among, I think, the top episodes of Mandalorian for me. Like, right up there with... Uh, one of my personal favorites from... Like, my favorite episode from season one... This is super controversial. My favorite from season one was chapter six, The, the Prisoner. I remember I got home from school that day with Yvonne. And we, like, watched it. And we were just... Our minds were blown. Because yes. we... I love that episode so much. Great episode. That one was great. Uh, it ranked up there. The... Here's this is super controversial, guys. This is one of the hottest takes I have, and if you've been a long time listener, you know this. Chapter nine, the Marshall, is my favorite pizza of live action Star Wars ever. I love that episode with Cobb Vanth. That one, um, the heiress is is really good. It's not in my top five though. Uh, Ahsoka episode, Ahsoka is my favorite Star Wars character ever. She's my, my favorite Star Wars character ever, so just seeing her in live action was great. Captain Rhodes! <laughs> um, the, Boba, the Boba Fett episode in season two was great. Uh, the Believer is incredible. Yep. It's an incredible episode. And then The Rescue. The, the Rescue is peak Star Wars for me. Alright, anyway. Uh, yeah, we'll see if this was a, a worthy or not diversion. Yeah, you just go with your stuff, because my stuff is definitely just going to be somewhere in there, so let's go with your stuff. Alright, cool. So just, well, I mean, <laughs> how funny would it be if it's, like, announced now that, like, Kenobi's actually going to be seven episodes, and there's, like, a random Mandalorian episode in there? <laughs> that would be funny. It, it'd be Andor, so freaking weird, but yeah. Andor is now 13 episodes. <laughs> we'll, we'll tack on a ninth to the Acolyte. <laughs> Um, start off with just that silhouette. I mean, Boba Fett could be in Kenobi. I hope he's not. I hope Kenobi is standalone. I mean, I hope it's so standalone. I hope because the but, I hope the the connections are minimal. Like you gotta go looking for like connections. Like Boba Fett had a bounty. Boba Fett and uh, BK mm-hmm. had a bounty on Luke Skywalker. Yeah. And Luke Skywalker was looking for Kenobi's journal. Because Kenobi's journal in the comics is like a bunch of stuff Luke could use to train. Uh, BK is Black uh, Kersantan who has been yes. in the show. Oh, well actually, I'm going to say this is first. During the break, uh, the official Star Wars YouTube channel dropped a little like 30 second spot about the Book of Boba Fett. And it's like, it showed all the quote unquote muscle we know about so far. And it showed uh, Black Kersantan. So Black Kersantan is going to be in this final battle. Um, which would be great. It would be great. Um, yeah, let's just talk about Boba Fett because there's so much we have to get to. Yes. There's so much. Um, I said this, I think on a Wednesday morning. I didn't know how much I missed in Jaren. I had no idea how much I missed that character. He's so refreshing. 
like spoilers for No Way Home, guys. I was I've never been the biggest fan of Toby's movies. I've never been the biggest fan of those movies. I I like them. I can see why people love them. It's just they're not my favorites. There are, but seeing Toby come back was so great. It was so great. I didn't know how much I loved the character, but thought the movies were just fine. Yep. So yeah, it, it's the same thing here. Same thing here. Same thing with um. Honestly, Boba Fett. Except Boba Fett wasn't done as well, in my opinion. Um, Mando's back to bounty hunting. Yeah. So Mando is not anywhere with Bo-Katan or any of her group. He just decided to go off on his own, take the commercial freighters to bounties, because he was looking for the armor and Pez Vizsla. Which I'm so glad because they're, they're alive, because the Leo minifigs I've got them for, I get to use them still, because I don't like using the dead minifigs, because it feels weird. <laughs> dead minifigs? Yeah, so I, like, I don't use... Uh, Characters who have died? I don't, yeah, I don't use... Uh, huh. Well, if like they're alive in like the timeline, I've set them in like for Lego. Yeah, I use them, but like I don't use. But you wouldn't like make new new stuff with like Django Fett. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put Django Fett in there, but I would put like a white suit Boba Fett because Boba Fett. Cool. By the way, they just announced a um a white prototype armor black series figure. I have the minifig for that. Minifig. Yeah, I've got. There are I I I'm I've got the Fennec Shin on pre order. I got the Cobb Vanth on pre order. I got the um. The Boba Fett fruit from this y'all on pre-order. I got that George Lucas one on pre-order, which is I'm so excited for that one. Ooh. I'm so excited for George Lucas to get here. Um, but yeah, um, it, it seems like Din is really just like trying to fit in again, if that makes sense. Like he he needs something to get his mind off of Grogu, which is not helping him whatsoever. Yeah. Because between the M1 Starfighter star having a little glass pit in the back. Oh. <laughs> poor Grogu. Oh my god. And then between like the little pouch looking like Yoda's head. You know, do, we're just going to sprinkle in some other like predictions in here. Do you think we're going to see Grogu in the show? Well, the thing they left us off with is Mandalorian has to go see a little friend. I think we will. I is he, really calling, is he calling Cobb Vanth Little? Is he calling Cobb Vanth Little? Is he going to go see his little friend? Alright, look. Look. As much as I love Grogu, and as much as I do think we are going to see him in the show, I don't want to. Because... Let me see Luke Skywalker. No, 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 no. It's not about that. It's just that relationship. That relationship. I don't want to see... Grogu and Din Djarin share the screen together until the season three finale at the earliest. Well, you just want that then. No, I, I, I just... Because, like, the, the longer they're apart, the longer they're apart, the better that reunion's going to be. Mm-hmm. Better it's going to feel. Because, like, if, if every... I'm glad that Din is still seeing Grogu. Oh, here's this. I was going to show you this. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Michael's just show. Oh, the- so this is just um. Someone updated their uh, N1 Starfighter Lego, to put Din and Grogu in it. I I I love that. I love that. So, yeah, I don't. 
do you think Grogu's going to be in the show? Then uh, there were leaks about it. I mean, it'd be really funny just to have Luke Skywalker and Boba Fett fighting side by side. It'd be really cool too. Funny isn't the right word for it, but it. I know, like, some people are going to hate me for that idea, but, like, I really like that idea. Because, alright, so here's the thing. Is I'm going to compare this to something that we've been talking about on the Marvel podcast for a few weeks because of No Way Home. Is I don't think the multiverse is going to be around forever. I think the multiverse is a big deal in No Way Home. It's going to be a big deal in Multiverse of Madness, and it's going to mostly go away. Multiverse is going to end once they actually decide to do Secret Wars. Yes, I, I agree. And I think that's... I think that... I haven't heard anything on this, I, but fan speculation, I think that could be coming pretty soon. But anyway, it's... Because, like, imagine how cool it would be if, like, they, like, leave the main MCU timeline out of it. But, like, we get the Fox X-Men and Ben Affleck's Daredevil and the 2005 Fantastic Four team and the 2003 Hulk. They're just all converged into one universe. True. How much fun would that be? Just sequels to all... Oh, and then Toby Spider-Man also. But... There's, because the more, there's, if the multiverse be, is, is a big part of the MCU forever, then everything becomes Spider-Man No Way Home. And it's not special. Yeah. So uh, this is why I don't want to see characters just keep showing up. Because it... Th- Luke Skywalker at the end of Mandalorian was great. And served a purpose in the story. And served a big purpose in the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we can... With other things that are confirmed, we can look at, you know, Hayden Christensen gonna be, who's going to be in Ahsoka. Yes. Seeing live-action Anakin and live-action Ahsoka share screen, share the screen together, it, it gives me goosebumps. It, that gives me goosebumps. I just want to see Ahsoka more. Wait, is this a little friend of Ahsoka? Because Ahsoka's kind of short. Ooh. Uh, if I had is it a little friend, like, if, a little undone to die? If, and he Quill, to if, if it's Quill? <laughs> if Quill's dead, he just goes going, to the grave. It's time to go back to Navarro. <laughs> he pop up. I have spoken. I have spoken. Uh, no, we are not done with the podcast yet. Um... But yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, if, we don't because whenever we say I have spoken, it's usually when we cut it off. Oh yeah. If I had to put money on it, I'd say he's gonna go see Grogu. But I, it's worth, it's worth, it's worth the idea. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, I I don't want to see, I don't want to see Han Solo in the show, because. Luke Skywalker being teased. Like, it was never, like, teased it would be Luke Skywalker, but, like, that setup made sense. Right? That setup made sense. Han Solo wouldn't really make sense. And it would just be, like, that would be a cheap cameo. Yes. That would would be a very cheap cameo. No, Han Solo wouldn't be a cheap cameo. It'd be a... I call it a welcome surprise. A surprise that you hope just doesn't play out more. It it doesn't. All right, here's the thing. A uh, surprise birthday party with your awkward cousins. You really. Wish- <laughs> you know, it's it's like when the chef gets the order wrong, but it doesn't taste. Hey, terrible. this is my stuff. <laughs> That's my thing. 
No, it's Han Solo is someone I want to see more in the Star Wars universe. We got him in the Battlefront 2 campaign. You got him in Solo Star Wars Story, which I really do still want a sequel for. If Bryce Dallas Howard, like, did a Star Wars movie, I'd want it to be Solo 2. Because her father directed Solo 1. I just really want more stuff with the Rebel Alliance after Return of the Jedi. That's what I want to see more. I want to see them get into more operations. And if I could get a show about that with Hansel, Princess Leia, Luke Skywalker, and what they're all doing after Return of the Jedi, I would love it. Give me Operation Cinder in a show, not a campaign or a comic series. Because they've already done Operation Cinder twice. They did. And then then, then it was referenced in The Mandalorian. Give me more. (laughs) I want more. I know I shouldn't. Um, all right, we we gotta move on. We gotta move on. Um, you can tell that Din's not received any for, sort sort of training with the blade like that a lot. Um, moral code for Din John. I, I love that. Uh, he lets the one guy escape. Uh, after the struggle, like, he kills everyone else. And you then didn't he, try to kill me, so I'm gonna try to kill you. That's fine. Yeah, you know the guy just runs away and didn't let them. Yeah. Um. He lets the workers take the money. Yeah, that's that true. was great. Well, he didn't really have an option there. He did. He did have an option. Well, his leg was already. He knew like those many guys would have probably like shot him in hell. Yeah, but he did have an option there to just take the money and or kill all of the um. All of the workers there, but he didn't. Um. Yeah. So. This episode featured one of the coolest things I've ever seen in Star Wars. Alright. With the ring world. Oh, that was I, so awesome. Is this the Halo ring or not? Well, alright, so my big question there. How does day and night work? Um, I don't think it does. So we just don't think there's any sort of like, uh, day and night. I think you just fall asleep on your own time and your body just has like its own schedule. It's possible. You can't. Stop. No, that was the Moon Knight. It was great the Moon Knight. It was songs great the Moon Knight trailer. I really want that remix on Spotify. Oh, it's awesome. Um, well, I, what I was thinking was just like, time exists, clearly, because time has to exist. But it's probably more like, you know, you get to like the North and South Poles where you have six months of day and then six months of night. It's probably more like that. Probably. Um... Uh, Din finds that Mandalorian covert that was great. That whole thing where he's on the elevator and goes up to talk to the to his employer, that was all one shot. Yep. It's not as cool as like the one shots in Daredevil, but it was still really cool. I mean, it was really funny when like that person just like looked down the head and just like the Mandalorian. It's like, I should probably just not say anything. You know, uh, I, I was watching with Owen last night or yesterday and he was like, before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Just one person. It was like a mom. She <laughs> yeah. was literally a mom. Um, get the armor and Paz Vizsla back. Love that. I knew Paz Vizsla was going to have some problem with the dark saber. Oh, Because you know, pre Vizsla, Paz Vizsla's, what, grandfather? Or like some sort of uncle, I think. Something, something, something. Uh, I don't think Vizsla had kids in Clone Wars. Right. Never mentioned. He probably didn't. Because... No. And everything has to be mentioned, or it's not canon. The past Vizsla related to the Vizsla, House Vizsla 
Um, it's amazing. Yeah. Because it's that history that if you watch Clone Wars, you know how ruthless Death Watch was. They weren't an honored person. They just struck fear into everyone. Now, do you think that maybe the um, the children of the Watch, which is what Din's a part of, is that maybe what Death Watch has evolved into? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, you know what? That's right, because we know that he was taken by Death Watch yes. as, as a child during the Clone Wars. So yeah, absolutely, that was a dumb question. Yeah, of course, he's um, this is what Death Watch has become. And they're called the Children of the Watch. And they were on the moons of, of Concordia. Now, I'm going to go back this week and I'm going to rewatch the episode of Rebels where they go to uh, Concordia. And Which is, it's not going to look the same at all. No, no, no. We ever see Concordia again. Well, I want to see. Is do any of those Mandalorians take off their helmets? No, they do. Okay, because I, I'm trying to figure out how, how recent is this whole, like, no well, helmet Well, the pilot, the, who's the pilot there? I don't remember. I don't know where this like you can't think of the thing. The the protector of Concord Dawn, what the episode's called. Yeah, he took out his helmet multiple times. Yeah, but so I have a feeling it's probably not something that happened until after. You know what? Here's what it probably was. Was after the Night of a Thousand Tears, that's when The Helmet no That's time. when it's like, alright, we we've strayed too much. You can't take off the helmet anymore. Yeah, we we have we That's we actually really good because I, before Mandalorian, we've heard nothing about you can't take off your helmet. Yeah. And so this whole, the outcast, which was just gut-wrenching for Mando. Oh, absolutely. Er, did now. I have to call him dead. He's uh, dead. He's in Jaren. He's in Jaren now. It's so gut-wrenching for him because that was his whole life. That's what saved him. That's what gave him a purpose. And to be thrown away, but with someone that you have to equate to as your mother. Oh my God, yes. Yes. Just throwing you out because you... Uh, took off your helmet for something you also love. Um, is just... Din, Din is the anomaly to the parents in Star Wars. Because it's always been like, you know... It, it's it's depicted as being so easy for Shmi to give up Anakin. Yes. Now, they had a very hard life. And she knew that as a mother, he was going to, I mean... A better place, for lack of a better term. But... Still, it's it's always like it's so easy for the parents to give up the children, you know. So it's like so easy. No, it's not. And Din Djarin really shows that. Yes. Din Djarin shows that beautifully in this in this episode. Um, I really would like season three, and if this Bo-Katan show is is legit, I really do want to see more Mandalorian lore. True, true. I, I I think that was so cool in Clone Wars and Rebels and the little and like the armorer's monologues, which are awesome. Yep. But yeah, yeah. Um th- speaking of the armorer's monologue, mo- I'm just gonna read this here. Um I'm gonna pull this up from the uh IMDB. Alright. Uh I should pull this up during my monologue just now. Uh the armorer says all this talk of the Empire and they last less than 30 years. Mandalorians have, have existed 10,000. If it is what you know of this of this blade, Din says, uh, I'm told it's a Darksaber. Indeed, do you understand its significance? Whoever wields it can lead all of Mandalore. If it is won by Creed in battle, it is said it, it, it is said it will defeat 20. 
and the multitudes will fall before it. If, however, it is not one in combat and falls into the hands of the undeserving, it will be a curse unto the nation. Mandalore will be laid to waste and its people scattered to the four winds. It was forged over 1,000 years ago by the Mandalore Tar Vizsla, who is both Mandalorian and Jedi. This is the way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that people were talking about the quote-unquote plot hole at the end of Mandalorian Season 2. Where Bo-Katan didn't take the saber, because it has to be one in combat. And then we see why here. Like, I've been saying that for over a year. I've been saying that for about 13 months now. And everyone was like, everyone was like, it's such a plot hole. She already took it. Yeah, and then Mandalore fell. You know, like, again, if it's not stated, it's not canon. So, yeah, uh... The spears melted down for Grogu, which I think was super sad. I think that Grogu is gonna is gonna get some chainmail armor. You, that's you, really funny, right? Because like you made like tiny little rings for him, so at least you got to keep that for. But like, um, I don't know. Like, is he gonna get like his ears protected because like his ears are so easy to shoot off? Yeah. Is he gonna be like dripped out with like nose piercings all of a sudden? He he's fully gonna turn into the baby Yoda from SNL. It's going to be like, he has like a chain of like armor. Yo, baby Groot, we are not friends. Baby Groot and I are not friends. That's the best thing ever. That's one of my favorite things on SNL is the whole baby Yoda thing. It is so good. It's so good. It's better than most of Book of Boba Fett. Yes. Um... Um, alright. Yeah, Bokutan plot hole, quote-unquote, is fixed. She's even 90,000 tears. That cinematography is breathtaking. Oh my god. That was absolutely gorgeous. How, it's like, there, there's a one slow-motion shot of the K2 droid just shooting any survivors. And they weren't, even, they weren't even alive. They just shot him to stay down. It's it's like that 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 scene in the most recent episode of Peacemaker. I'm not going to give spoilers, but uh, but a character shoots someone, and then Chris goes. Chris is Peacemaker. You, you know, like you don't have to shoot someone after I've already killed them, right? Yes. Peacemaker's great. Yes. If I, I think I, I think I, I said this last week, but if I was going to tell you guys. So if, if, if you guys were to ask me, what is, if I'm only going to watch one show on TV right now, what should be at? I'd say Peacemaker. Not only would I choose something over a Star Wars show, I'd pick a DC show. So, yeah. Um, the gift is in the shape of Grogu's head. I personally think that anytime you give someone a gift, it should be in, in the shape of their head. Yes. <laughs> it's just like whenever you give a gift, it's like, here, it's a present that's shaped like you. So, yeah. Um, the, uh, the lightsabers are heavy, as we see. You know? That was an idea that George always had. Yes. That the lightsaber should be heavy. It, it should take strength, physical strength, to wield one. Light has weight. Yeah. Um, 
you know, that that's fully canonized here. You know, especially with, with something like the, the Darksaber. Uh, I wonder if the Darksaber is like the, the One Ring, because cause, uh, the Armorer says it will control you. I wonder, like, I'd love to see May maybe didn't go a bit darker there. A bit darker now that he has the, the, the Saber, because he's on a much darker path now without Grogu. So, because we don't know what Din Djarin was doing before he came into the possession of the baby. I would like to see the baby. I I miss uh, Werner Herzog. I, I miss him. He was he was so fun in in this show, in uh back in Mando season one, as as the client. True, he was such a great character. Um. Uh, Vizsla challenges Den. Challenges Den. Challenges Den, which I think we all knew that was gonna happen. We all knew that was gonna happen. What was that? He was gonna that Vizsla was gonna challenge Den. Yes. And then he lost, barely. It was sad. Very. And then he becomes the impostate. The impostate. <laughs> Uh, yeah, The Mandalorian, season three, episode one, chapter 17, The Imposter. Imposter. He's kind of sus, The Imposter. It's like, I so sad made that reference. Um, so now we know where he's going in season three. Yes. The, the, the living waters beneath the mines on Mandalore. Now, remember, we talked about Mandalore happening, like the big battle on Mandalore happening, right? Talked about that a couple months ago. Yes. That leak. Yes. Um, that's looking more likely. Yes. Which brings up the question again. This seems like a very series finale type thing. True, it does. Um, as much as I love this show and I don't want season three to be the end. If like, they've only got like three seasons of story. And like, I'd rather have this show end with a spectacular third season. For both of it? For, for Mandalorian. For Mandalorian. Then to have a season four that's mediocre. Like what happened with uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., in my opinion. True. For, for season... Uh, because season five was pretty good. The season, season five ended great. Alright, yeah. And they thought that they were going to get cancelled, so they, they literally titled the season five finale the end. Okay. They literally titled it the end because they thought they were going to get cancelled. And then ABC's like, alright, you guys get two more seasons. And they're like, wait, what? Wait, wait, what? Now, season seven of S.H.I.E.L.D. was great. That season was great. But season six, that, that was a struggle to watch. Season six was quite the struggle, in my opinion. So, I don't want that to happen to Mandalorian. Like, I want them to keep going until they truly do, like, run out of stories to tell. Yeah. Uh, at some point, it'll just be repetitive. Yeah. Because as vast the Star Wars universe is, you have to remember that you can only... Like, the budget is a problem, and you can't do, like, such wide-scale things. I want to see, like, more three-episode arcs. Yes, like what we got in season one. Yes, I want to see, like, more of that. Like, it takes, like, like more than one episode to finish a conflict. But then again, it's just an eight-episode season. Yes, so that's my problem. I want to see more of that, but I know they can't. Because I, I think it's harder to do. And, and look, we do know that season three is going to be much more similar to season one. 
we do know that like it's gonna be a lot more standalone. Yes, because we're not gonna we're not gonna see as many like Clone Wars characters come back, which I'm fine with that. No, I'm not. I want Kevin Rex. Ah, uh, we might see Rex and Ahsoka. We might. You know what? We might. But you know what? I don't want to see Rex in. I want to see him in the Mandalorian. So I'm gonna be this way. You're gonna be that way. I'm gonna be that way. What if we see Cody and uh, Kenobi? I would love that. You know how much I want Cody. Tim Morrison is. Tim Morrison loves this so much. I'd love to see him just be in everything. Give Tim Morrison all the things. Yeah. He's gonna be in two DC movies back to back this year. Oh, Ben. Aquaman and what? Uh, IMDb has listed him in The Flash. Really? Yeah. What? Well, I mean, the, the, the Flash is going to be like, you know... Oh, Flashpoint, so... The Flashpoint. I mean, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. I'm a little scared for The Flash, I'm being honest. Everyone um, is. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here's the scene. And credit goes to John Campion for, for this. Credit goes to John Campion for this. For his take on this scene where Din gives up all his weapons. We've seen scenes like this before in this <laughs> show. It's just John Wick. No, 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 no. Not, not even that. The scene where Boba's chasing that droid around the kitchen. It could have been like that. Right. It could have been that stupid. Right. But Bryce Dallas Howard comes in. And she's like... Crack my my knuckles, but it's not really working. No, that works. I would like to stop hearing that. Please. Um. Just doing a cinnamon roll. No, please, no, no. Fingers are precious things. Done. Um. She comes in and she's like, "All right, make this fun." I'm gonna direct a great comedic scene for the show, and she does. And she builds tension there. She builds tension there when he puts in that dark saber. Yes. And we we're like, all right, well now, now we know what's gonna happen. Now we know what's gonna happen. He's gonna, he's gonna get to a tattooing. By the way, I thought that was Jakku at first. Really? Yeah, because you see the the um, so some of the architecture there. Yeah. True. Is is very similar to what we saw. Um, oh God, what's the the town called in the Force Awakens? Oh my God. Oh, what? No, that's um, the guy. Um, yeah, that's the guy. What, what's what was that Jakku village called? Jakku Village. It's, just, it's not too t- old because that, that, that was the one that was destroyed by Kylo Ren with the Church of the Force of Planet Jakku. Um, I, I, I know what it is. It was just the starport. Like, they just. I, don't I, think, I they, think they gave it a specific name, though. I think they gave it a specific. Nima Outpost. Nima, oh, yeah, there you it go. Was Nima Outpost. Um, I just watched The Force Awakens like a month or two ago. I but, haven't seen that in a while. I love that movie. I love The Force Awakens. I know I've said it so many times. I love that movie so much. It's a um, movie. It's a fantastic movie. Um, anyway. Anyway. The architecture on, on uh, Moss Eisley there was very similar to what we saw in the Outpost. But yeah. That was great. That was great. And then we got that whole scene with Din on the Star Cruiser. Yep. It was awesome. He just walked around everywhere and you were alone. You know what? You know what would have been really funny is if they made that uh that like cruise ship the um the Galactic Star Cruiser from Galaxy's Edge. Look at everyone. That joke. That joke. <laughs> that would I wanna love that. You've seen the videos, right? Uh, You've seen how, how Star Trek y it, it looks? Not that there's a problem with that, but the Star Wars, not Star Trek. Sure, sure. You know, that's just the thing, is like 
Star Wars should feel like Star Wars. I mean, it's, it's the you, you can visit the uh, the bridge of the ship. It looks like the Enterprise. Not there's a problem with that. I, they, Wait, for the, for the F, so for the new uh, Star Wars hotel. Oh, the hotel. Yeah, I thought you were talking about like the Star Tours. No, 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 no. And I mean, this I'm sorry, I'm saying I've never been to, to Disney. I was gonna go to Disney, but then you know, you've never done COVID happened. You know what to Star Tours? Nope. You've never done Star Tours. Never done Star Tours. Oh, that's funny. I know that it when because you know uh, California is like one of my top. Like I've got like a ton of schools in California that I want to go to. Right. Um, when I'm out there, not not, I'm gonna be in California in like late March, cool. um, to just like look at schools and stuff and, and meet with um, people at film schools and things. Nice. Um, yeah, there's like a couple schools that like it's like this school was like built for me with like rowing and yes, yeah, you totally yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm not gonna get a chance to go there, uh, this trip, but I'm definitely do Disney at one point. Um, but I've heard that Disney World is better than Disneyland because Disneyland is like. Actually, I disagree on some parts because like Disneyland has a lot more of like the. And I know it's got like all the Marvel stuff, but like in regards to Star Wars and like a park experience, I've heard Disney World is better. Eh, I've never actually been to the California the Star Wars land. Yeah. So I I just know like Disney World in Florida is like really freaking good. Yeah, I just know like the way like you have to like because you like. You have to have it at 7 in the morning to be on there to book you, your tickets or, like, your are out Yes. Which I think is ridiculous, but, you know. I mean, so many... T- there's only so as much many- as I love Disney, as much as I love Disney, that is... There's so spot for, like, that ride. I mean, Disney owns both of my favorite franchises. <laughs> um, D- Disney Plus is, like, my number one most... Is one of my most used apps. It's my, it's my, my most used streamer by far. Oh, probably. But, yeah... Just because I, I, I rewatched like Mandalorian and Loki and Clone Wars so much. So, yeah. Um, uh, BD1 was there. Love that. Love that. Get to, like, that character was introduced like two years ago. Yes, that was great seeing that droid. Always love it. Uh, very playful, very cute. Mm-hmm. It was something I noticed. This is the first episode to feature Din Djarin that was written after the show premiered. What? Because by the time... Because, like, with these shows that are... Like, they have the production schedule of a movie, right? Right. So the whole season is written before shooting starts. Right. Shooting started on season two a month before season one premiered. Right. So by the so like we can have like the the, the the jokes in here like where he said um I'm a Mandalorian weapons are part of my religion which I love that line I love that line I mean, he walks away like a like disgruntled like New Yorker yeah <laughs> Does he mean New Yorker? yeah the um and then there's the uh what is it the when he said and not not this is a meme but I can bring you in warm. I can bring you in the oh, yeah, That was a little bit awkward. Did he say that? I don't think he, he did say that in season two, though. I don't think he, he, he said it in season no, two. No, not in season two. But he's, he said it twice in season one. No, he, he said it once in season one. And then the other guy on Tatooine was like, Mando can bring him warm, or can bring him cold. And he's like, that's my line. And then he shoots him down. That was the best part of that episode. The b- best part of Chapter 5, The Gunslinger. Um, 
Oh, do you know that Tom Brady's retiring? The what? Tom Brady. Oh, I did see that. I did see that. So, Tom Brady's gone, guys. Um, Pally Motto's there. We saw her in Chapter 3 with her pit droids. Just a little cameo. But there she is. And they built probably one of the greatest ships I've seen in a while. Yes. And seeing the N1 Starfighter is great. Because Nanu Guard is, like, so prestigious. It's so awesome. And the fact that they're able to do that in, like, you know, like, Din's handy with a ship. No one, I wanted to see another Razor Crest because I wanted to have, like, another ship that I could build in Lego that was just big and, like, could hold a bunch of people. But then it was destroyed. Then it was destroyed. This is why I didn't buy that Lego set. I'm glad I didn't buy that Lego set sooner. Agreed. Um. Oh, the N1 Starfighter, uh, I have a, like, uh, shout out Max Eklitz, this, uh, yeah, also, like, he's a freshman at our school. His dad is the Lego guy that I knew. Yeah. And so, like, they're Lego family, and he's, like, already built his own N1 Starfighter 2 with it. It's awesome. I have not gotten around to trying it myself, but I know I have a bunch of parts for it. I think I have, like, two N1 Starfighters at home that are Royal Guards, so I would be totally down to do that at some point. Oh, totally, dude. And I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I will totally help out with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, so was this the first time that money has been referred to a star in Star Wars as cash? Because Pelly Ma- Motto said, uh, do you got the cash? I uh, yeah, that was... You got the credit? Yeah. I think that was just her rolling off the tongue, and I think it just went with it. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It, it, it's not as, like, it's not as problematic as, um, you know, the Moss Espa Vespas. But still. So, um... She says that the ship is all the way back from the Galactic Republic. The Galactic Republic wasn't that long ago. We're what? I mean, we're nine years, nine or ten years. So let's just say we're ten years after Return of the Jedi. It's a long time ago. Because, I mean, it, it's definitely been like over a, a, a year since Grogu met Dan. This wall right? is from 2010. Yeah. That's a long time ago. Yeah, that's like the same. Those. But like, it's not like in the grand scheme of things. Like in a historical context, like I mean, that's probably about the same amount of time as um, like nineteen ninety was a big thing that happened in nineteen ninety. Let's see, uh, nineteen ninety nine. This, well, no. Yeah, no, that was n- ten years later. That was was nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, I was yeah. saying from the year like nineteen ninety. Oh, so okay. Uh, let's just, let's just let's just see like what's a big thing that happened there. Um, oh, you know what? Nineteen eighty nine, like the fall of the Berlin Wall, right? Like that seems like it was a while ago. It was like thirty three years ago, right? Like that's about the same amount of time. Okay, like for how a human will experience time, yes, it's been a really a really long time, but it, it's really not. It's really not that long. So, yeah. Um, and I love with all the prequel references in, in this show. We, we, we still get one reference to the sequels. Uh, Pelimato says, faster than a father. Yeah. Yeah. Just want to point that out. Um, Wait, where was Dave Filoni in the X-Wing? Yeah, sorry. You know, he gets this, pulled over by... Um, it, it's by, uh, by Carson Tava. Yes. But like that little lieutenant kid, like where was Dave Filoni? I thought lieutenant. I thought we're just seeing more of the cast that would have been in Rangers of the New Republic. Uh, <laughs> we're just seeing more of them. 
in the second half. I'm just saying, because I, I really think that show would have been great. I really, like, coming out of, um... That's the Disney Inve- with, like, 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 Rebel stuff, too. Yeah, like, coming out of the Disney Investor Day, the, my number one most anticipated show was The Acolyte. Number two was Ranger of the New Republic, because Ranger of the New Republic would have been, like, so cool. And number three was Ahsoka. Yeah, that's right, guys. As much as I'm excited for Kenobi, Kenobi, Kenobi hype is more content-based. Yes. Like, it's not like, and this is, is, is something that I talk about on, on the Marvel podcast a lot. Is like, my hype for, like, Shang-Chi and how even No Way Home was more content-based. Like, oh my god, I'm seeing a new Marvel movie. And, like, No Way Home was more because it's like, oh my god, I swear to No Way Home. But, like, I was actually interested in the type of story like Loki was going to be. That Eternal was going to be. That Moon Knight is going to be. Right. So it, it's more like that with Kenobi where it's more like there's new Star Wars. And yes, it's Kenobi. Of course I'm excited to see Kenobi and Anakin come back together. Or Vader now. He's Vader at this point. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, uh, when when BB is helping Din and he's got the light and he's like, no, just... Just a little higher, just a little higher. Flashbacks. Flashbacks. No, no. Uh, just. You ever have just to help out with the flashlight? Huh? You ever have to help out your dad with the flashlights? Yes. Yeah, of course. If you haven't done that as a son, then you're just doing something wrong. Probably. Um. B just kept moving. I thought it was super funny. Uh, the the Jawas can get anything, and. Um. Pele Amato speaks Jawa. She, she was engaged to a Jawa. Or she dated a Jawa. It's a very furry. It's very furry. I'm going to go, on. I didn't, I go I, into I don't, detail. I don't know how I like um, Jawa's being described as furry. I don't, I don't think very, I... Very furry. I don't think... I don't very think, furry. I'm very furry. I don't, I don't think I enjoy that. I don't, I don't like that either. I think things were implied. That. I don't want to be implied. I don't, I don't think I need to know that Jawa's been dating. I did like that they just just stick and stole parts from everywhere. I love that she speaks Jawa. That was the funniest thing ever. That's one of the funniest things that I've seen in Star Wars is that is her just like speaking in the Jawa language. Yeah, but what I also love so good. They're basically like Uber Eats for parts. <laughs> they're Uber Eats for parts. Like it, it, like Mando was so surprised. Like, can you pick up like this power reward for me? And like the Jawas come back with it, like from thirty minutes later from like a bounty hunter smuggler ship, and they didn't die. Yes. Um, the Gonk Droid is finally used for, for a power thing. Yeah, exactly. It's great. Uh, BD was scanning. That was awesome when he just like scanned the part and put it in. That was awesome. Yes. I'm like, oh, he's he's scanning it so we can get like a uh, a fun little pop up menu with the information. <laughs> yeah. Just like we got in the game. Um, in phone order. Um. The Tatooine Rooster, the Pikes were mentioned again. It's like more hype, not hype, I guess, but like more build up for what the Pikes are going to do in, in the finale. Uh, Grogu's going to go in that droid port. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. where Grogu's going to go. Um, he takes out for a test run. He redoes the... Beggar's Canyon! <laughs> Beggar's Canyon. Um, the gate's still broken. That is true. The gate is still broken. That's awesome. I immediately saw it as like the Lego Star Wars complete saga track because mm. you saw like the ramp to go up, and I'm like, oh. Yes, the the number of hours 
that I yeah. spent trying to beat that level. It was so hard. <laughs> and then like, you, you do it now, it's like, this is the easiest thing ever. Yes. Yes. It's incalculable, as Michael Scott would say. Um, I love that we get to see a ship actually leave the atmosphere, because it's not all that often where we get to see a ship actually leave the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. I didn't think that would make it, but then I realized, well, the Royal Guard, the ships could go past the atmosphere. Uh, again, Rangers of the New Republic stuff. Uh, Carson Tevin knew exactly who that was. Din gets the level, and Pelimata goes, "How well? How was that?" And you can hear the the the, the, the giddy child in Pedro Pascal's voice as he says, "Wizard, wizard, <laughs> so wizard, Annie, wizard." <laughs> no, no, I know who's behind the pikes. Is um, is Kister. Kisser's behind the pikes. <laughs> um, Kister, how do you spell that? K I T S T E R. You know, you know who who Kister is. I'm shocked you don't remember who Kister is. K I T S T R. S T E R. Waiting in silence for Michael to figure out who Kister is. Kister Star Wars. <laughs> behind it. He has to be. Kidster has to be behind the whole thing. So wizard, Annie. For anyone that can't understand what's happening right now behind the screen, I'm staring at Drew with malicious intent. You can't keep Fennec Shand out. You can't keep her out. I thought that was super funny when he get, when he, he lands in Pelly and... Uh, Security and system was up. Nah, screw you. And, she, and she's, she's just sitting there. It's so it's great. Uh... That's fine. Uh, Den's gonna help out Boba, mm -hmm. but first he has to see his, his little friend. friend. He's gonna go see Queel. Yep. Go see Queel. Yeah, go see Queel. He's gonna see the grave, pay his respects. Yeah. Be like, what should I do, Queel? What should I do, old Queel? And then we know that Queel's forces. No, 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 no. He's going back to Navarro, where um, Carl Weathers is. That that's where Grief <laughs> Grief Carga's at. We're gonna go get Grief Carga. We're gonna go and pick up the uh, the Mithril. <laughs> We're gonna get some really bad explanation for why Cara Doom's not there. Yeah, she's off world doing some uh, new she, Republic stuff. She's off world doing some new Republic stuff. Well, what about Thor? Off world. Oh, Captain Marvel. Don't available. Don't invite that name. Don't. Oh, I'm referencing the trailer for Far From Home, not the actual movie. Yes. Don't um, say that name. Don't say that name. Yeah. Uh, that is gonna. Yeah, I think, yeah. Cool. Probably just gone about like close to an hour and a half now. Yeah, we still got like another hour and a half till the, or another hour. Uh, another hour before we go see Spider-Man again. My fifth time. <laughs> it's probably too many. This is my last time seeing it though. I don't know this movie so much. All right. It's my second time seeing it. Second time seeing it. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, Michael. We are going to go crazy in, in theater for everything, right? Yes. Okay, good. Good, 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 good. There's only two other people in the theater that I can see on the reserve list, so. Oh, okay. nice. So we're at the, at the quarry. Yes. Okay, cool. Alright, well that's going to be it guys. Thank you so, so much for listening. I'm Drew Gretsch. And I'm Mike Badger. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, uh, we are going to be back Wednesday morning. Chapter 6, guys. I'm so happy. I've not... It, it feels weird to be excited about Star Wars again. I've not been excited... It, I've done the podcast, guys. I, I've always loved Star Wars. I always will love Star Wars. You weren't excited for Mandalorian? I, what I was going to say was I've not been excited about Star Wars since December 18th, 2020. Sure. Right. When the season two finale premiered. 
Man, you weren't excited for Book of Boba Fett when it first came out? I was. It was just like, you know, I, I was busy as time. I, I was in Paris and stuff. And oh, like, yeah. I was more excited because like, I didn't know if Din was going to be in the show or not. Yeah, true. Um, but like in this, and that first, first episode was just disappointing to me. The first episode was disappointing. Two was better. Three was, three three was bad. Four was good. Five was five was great. Five was a great episode. So, yeah, uh, it just it feels good to be excited about Star Wars again. Right. And just love that feeling with uh, with everything that like, Bryce Dallas Howard does with Star Wars. I think it's all amazing. So, yeah, I cannot wait for Chapter Six, which is directed by Dave Filoni. Okay. So you know, let's just make a prediction right now. Or what the episode's gonna be? Well, last time Dave Filoni directed an episode was Chapter Five or Chapter Thirteen, The Jedi. Yes, Ahsoka, his child. Do we think we could see Cad Bane? I'm not gonna rule it out because he's still Same. alive, and I thought he was dead with like the. Cut credit scene of Clone Wars. Yeah, but season seven, but he's canon. not. He's very much alive, as far as we know, since like the Bad, the Bad Batch. Batch. So maybe something happened to him, but they probably would show that. Uh maybe not. I mean, look, I I think it's possible. I think it's possible. Um, I I still fully think now. I, I with Din Djarin being there, being on Tatooine. Din Djarin has got a lot of friends on Tatooine. I will just just one really, and that's Cobb Vanth. Cobb Vanth is totally me in the show now. Yes. There's no question in my mind about that. Well, there's a question in my mind, but that's just because... Just, I, I love that character so much, and just, like, what he represents to, like, canonicity. True, true. The first character who, like, started off in the books, and then is now in a, a, a live-action show, and then you got Black Kersantan, who started off in the comics. Black Kersantan? The okay. Black... Croissant. You mean chocolate croissant? Yeah. <laughs> chocolate croissants. We're gonna call them. Chocolate croissant does this. <laughs> um, hey, chocolate croissant! I just killing the train ocean. That was awesome. That was great. That was, I think, the best scene in last week's episode. Yes. All right, that's me, guys. Thank you so so much for listening. Um, we'll be back on Wednesday morning with our. Uh, um, I'm. I'm just gonna say this now since we're getting close. Oh, wait, I'm gonna say this right now. Um, prediction on the Kenobi trailer. When's that coming out? I think it's going to be Super Bowl. I wouldn't disagree with that, yeah. Because, I mean, looking at, at, at the Super Bowl, it's on February 13th. So that's like the week. So that's like a, just a few days after the Boba Fett finale. So they'll have that hype where like Boba Fett's not going to be overshadowed because it, it will be done. It'll be done and over. Yes. What's probably going to be overshadowed is uh, Moon Knight. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. Because the Moon Knight trailer is the most viewed Marvel Disney Plus show trailer. Really? Yeah. Okay. Which is shocking me. Moon Knight's like the the last Marvel thing coming out that I have like, you know, that real hype for. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than Guardians 3. I just want Lego sets for it. Where are the Lego sets? I don't know. I want the Marvel Legends figure. Alright, that's it guys. See ya. Uh, may the fourth be with you. Always. Uh, this is the way. I have spoken. He has like three of these phrases. <laughs>